Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, episode three. Woo -woo. <laughs> I'm super excited and proud of myself for uh, pushing forward. Um, we've kind of done bi-weekly the last couple of we uh, several weeks, uh, obviously, because we this is the third episode, so it would have been six weeks, I guess. Um, my plan intention is after this to go to weekly. So, um, so anyway, with that being said, um, I'm excited to be back and share some things with you. So, um, kind of starting off like we did last week, kind of that hell yeah, hell no. And so what I picked for this week is, um, I'm gonna start with my hell no, because it's real small, um, dog hair. Oh my gosh. Or pet hair, animal hair, whatever human hair, just hair everywhere. Um, that rhymes. Um, we have three dogs and, uh, we have two miniature Aussies and we have a puggle and the puggle has super coarse hair that I swear she sheds year round. And it just feels like it's everywhere. And I have to take her to the vet every week for these laser treatments on her hip, um, to help with mobility and stuff. And so she's in my car every week and, there's just so much dog hair. And we have like the robot vacuum that vacuums the house every day. And I, I just don't know how there is that much hair every single day in this house. But anyway, I digress. Okay. So my hell yeah for this week is this is nothing new, but I just, I kind of have an ebb and a flow to when I'm on this platform that, um, I found, <laughs> found someone new this past week or the last few days and cracking me up. Okay, so get to the point, Rachel. All right, my hell yeah is um, TikTok. So granted, I'm sure everyone who maybe even you weren't on TikTok, but you watch um, Instagram reels and stuff now, which is virtually what TikTok is. People take their TikToks and put them on Instagram now. But anyway, um. I just, it's so fun. It's not even the dancing ones. Like there's, I don't know. There's so much stuff to learn and see on TikTok. Like what are they? There's like food TikTok. There's like health fitness TikTok. There's so many rabbit holes to go down in TikTok. And so, um, so the one that really has cracked me up, I, I don't know how I just found her. She has a lot of followers. Um, it is Auntie Wigs and she, y'all, she is so funny. She, like, I have had tears in my eyes laughing at the things that she says. And my, her little tagline on almost all of them that cracks me up is, don't judge me, judge your mama. <laughs> and a lot of times she'll if she's not duetting or whatever and she's talking, she'll she'll say good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. That's how she says it. Oh my gosh, y'all crack me up. And then also, so the other one that I literally could spend I an exorbitant amount of time. Exorbitant amount of time. Um, watching this couple, I think so it's at Love So Real. And it's this husband and wife and he, they started off like with these videos of him pretending to be her, but like the exaggerated version. 
And y'all, it is so funny. Like, I just, and then his wife can never not laugh when he's impersonating her. And so then you hear her cackling in the background, which just cracks me up even further. So obviously I like to laugh. So um, anyway, so if y'all are on TikTok, one, go check those out because they crack me up. And if you've never been on the TikTok chain, train, hmm, jump on it, <laughs> go try it out. It's so funny. So, um, yeah, like I just sit here as I was talking about it. I could see like the videos in my head just making me laugh. So anyway, all right, we'll move on from that. But that's, that's our hell yeah and hell no for this week. Um, okay. So this week, <clears throat> so the last couple of weeks I've kind of talked about reflection and we've talked about what influences you and things like that. And in trying to decide what to talk about this week, um, what I really just kind of came up, what, what was put on my heart is to share, um, a comeback story of my own. And so <clears throat> in the turnip squad, um, I forget when, a couple months ago, I feel like it was in September, but <clears throat> I don't actually know. Um, they were doing, we do these little, we were at the time we were doing these TED talk series on Friday mornings and they did this whole comeback story series and it was put on me to share this story about my, myself, my past, um, after postpartum. And so even if you've never had children um, or don't want to, like, I, I don't, this, the story has nothing. It just happens to occur after I had, had a baby. And so don't get too wrapped up in, in that part of the story, because really it was dealing with some mental struggles um, <clears throat> and happiness within myself and coming out the other side of that. So just because this happens to be encapsulated in a postpartum um, story, don't let that be something that um, turns you off or turns you away from listening to the whole point of everything. And so, so yeah, so that's what I'm going to share a very, very personal story. Um, I think when I shared that in the turnip squad, it was really probably the first time I had really shared that with anybody. And so, um, this will be the second time. <laughs> um, the whole reason I really even wanted to do a podcast really came down to sharing my story, sharing my thoughts and feelings and emotions and just the things that I've learned for personal development and, you know, all that. I just felt such an overwhelming need on my heart to share my story with, with you, with the world. I just, whether I have five followers who listen or thousands, it does, I just feel so ingrained or just so pushed to do this. And so, um, you know, week after week, the things that I share is pretty much whatever's presented on my heart to share in that week. Um, I have different ideas and stuff, but really my whole goal, my thoughts and feelings are to be authentic and to be um, intuitive to the things that I feel like I should be sharing in those moments. So that's where we are. So 
let's get into this comeback story. Okie dokie. So I guess to start, you can kind of tell from my previous episodes that um, I really am about positivity and um, being my best self and, you know, things like that. So I try to be fairly um, intuitive, self-reflective, you know, but I really was not always this way. Um, I don't know how far into like my history with stuff I want to get, but I feel like growing up, I was very tomboyish. Um, I wasn't really super girly. Um, I don't know, like I can remember like, especially like in middle school and stuff, like I felt like I dressed in like baggier clothes and um, my mom had moved to Florida during that time. Um, I had a stepmother and, um, but we, she and I just weren't always on the same wavelength as far as that kind of thing goes. So we didn't like go shopping and do things like that together. She was very, um, girly with makeup and hair and the way she dressed and things like that. And I just was not. And then for most of my youth. And then when I kind of got to a point where I was sort of interested, I think we'd already just reached that point where it wasn't in our wheelhouse, in our relationship, if that makes sense. So anyway, um, maybe that's the extent of my history at the moment that I'm going to go into. But anyway, okay. So um, I had my first child in um, 2002, in April of 2002. And, um, I didn't really have good pregnancies at all. Like my body just physically did not handle pregnancies very well. And, and so I tended to gain a lot of weight and, um, just didn't feel great anyway. So I had her, um, in April of 2002 and, within about, I think she was about nine months old when we got pregnant with Ashton. And so then he was born in November of 2003. Um, and so after I had him, I had like a, like pretty quickly after I had him, I had a slight hemorrhage where I lost, um, you know, a little bit of blood, but not enough that required really a transfusion. Um, But I did like iron supplements and things like that afterwards to really help me try to rebuild, you know, my, my blood supply and things like that. But if you've ever lost a lot of blood or, you know, had, um, low iron and things, you know, it just kind of makes you really tired. You have zero energy. And of course I had an infant at the time. And, um, so I just wasn't feeling myself. I was tired, didn't have a lot of energy. And then I also had a toddler, at the same time, I had an 18 month old and a baby, a new baby. And so I was just worn out. And, and so, um, then I had to go back to work, still not really feeling hundred percent myself. Um, I don't really think I had a lot of, I mean, looking back, I probably had some, you know, postpartum depression with my first, but it wasn't excessive. I think because there was so much excitement with having a new baby that, you know, just kind of diminish that. But, um, after my second, I definitely did. Although it took me a really long time to recognize that's what it was. I say a long time, but, um, 
a couple months, I guess is what is the amount of time. But I just can remember um, just feeling super down. I, I, you know, I can remember leaving the house for like errands or something. And sometimes I would just drive to like a parking lot and just cry. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I just never wanted to call anyone or talk to anyone about it. It was just, I think, you know, too often when we're in depression or feeling down. And honestly, I still do this now. I have to really work on this, even though I'm fully aware that I do this, of I feel like I don't want to burden someone. And so I know during that time, um, I think I was, my thought was, is that I was supposed to be happy. I had a baby. I had two kids, like healthy, like, you know, you're supposed to be happy. What is there to complain about kind of thing? And so I just never wanted to burden my husband. I didn't want to burden you know, my sister or any of my friends. And, um, I don't know. I just, I felt like it was ridiculous. And then also like, you know, the other things was being tired and just feeling so drained. It was like, you know, if I call someone or tell my husband, like I'm tired, I'm exhausted. Of course I am. I work full time and I have two kids. Like, of course I'm going to be tired and exhausted. Like all of it's logical. So why like verbalize it? But you know, I'm also going to say, I know now that verbalizing how you feel, your stresses, all of that keeps you from internalizing it and just spiraling into it. Um, but anyway, so I, I definitely, I hid my pain. I pretended everything was okay. I acted happy. Um, and then as time wore on, I just, kept wanting to get away from everything. I, you know, I usually tried to do grocery shopping or things by myself, you know, as that little bit of a break, but it just, I don't know. I, I just know that I just kept wanting to, to be away from, from my life. Um, I don't, I know, you know, too, during postpartum, sometimes, you know, people harm themselves or whatever. I know that I was not in that headspace, but I thought a lot about just, leaving, like legit packing and leaving. Um, and so within the few months or so, um, I guess I thought I was hiding it well, but apparently I wasn't. And someone asked me, you know, if I was going through some postpartum depression and I instantly got very defensive and I was like, no, I was just tired. I had a lot going on, but Thankfully, this planted a seed, um, you know, for me. And so a short time later, I was crying one day in my car again and started thinking about packing a bag and leaving. Like, I had no idea where to go. I had no money. Like, you know, I just I had zero plans. I just wanted to just leave my life. And so, um, like, my, I literally thought, can I just pack a bag, say I'm going somewhere, and just, just drive away? Like, I, again, no plan, but just to leave. Um, and I really felt like my brain was seeking out how to do that. And so that scared the crap out of me. Like, oh my gosh, 
It scared me so bad. This fear totally um, pushed me to, to look up postpartum depression. So like I said, thankfully that person had planted that seed and I decided to look it up and um, there was like, I forget, I don't even know where I looked. Like I just was kind of looking up symptoms and things. And then um, I ran across this little like test thing to, to look up to see if you, you fit into some symptoms of postpartum, you know, depression. And so I took it and it a hundred percent said that I had postpartum and, you know, to, to call, you know, your doctor and stuff. And so pretty much that night when my husband got home, I told him what was going on, you know, and I took this test and it said that I most likely had postpartum depression. I was going to go to the doctor, um, you know, whatnot. And I can remember going to the doctor and I think when I called to make the appointment, because I had already had my six week checkup. And so this was, you know, well after that. And I think they asked me and I just said, um, I think I may have even said on there, I think I have, you know, postpartum depression. And I can remember going in and the nurse asking me what was going on. And um, I just started crying. <laughs> like, I don't think I said hardly anything. Um, and I can remember her just hugging me and said, we'll get this figured out. And, um, I just can't even say how thankful, you know, I was for that, huh, that nurse to, to recognize that. And granted, I'm sure they saw that, you know, time and time again. But anyway, um, so I think I finally told her that, or I think I even printed out the stuff because I knew I was probably going to have a hard time talking about it. And, uh, so anyways, the doctor came in, I literally didn't even have to say a word. He just came in, he did a prescription, um, you know, and there was so much relief, I think, in that. So, you know, also, if you're struggling, like, reach out to someone, go get help, um, because just that action is a huge relief to know that, you know, um, your feelings are warranted. There is solutions out there, you know, and it doesn't have to be postpartum. Like I, like I said, you know, in the beginning, this is surrounding a childbirth, but this can happen to anyone kind of at any time. Like we all can have depression in us and things like that. Um, or other mental things. And we just need help, whether it's just talking to someone or a medication, just reach out to me, you know, I mean, I, I will listen to anyone any day of the week. Um, anyway, so let me, let me move on for that. Um, I didn't take the medication for really, really, for a very long time because I didn't like the way they made me feel. I felt, um, very disconnected. Um, not like myself, but it was in a different way than the not like myself. I felt, I felt without having them. Um, they made me kind of dizzy and think, so I usually took them like at night because they made me dizzy. Um, and I just didn't, but I, I didn't know enough to go back and say, Hey, or that there was other medications to take, like go back and say, Hey, this is not making me feel right. 
you know, are there adjustments to be made? I didn't know that. I was young. I was 25. I was 25. I did. I had no clue. Um, anyway, so I took them for a few months and at least like it, what it did for me was it lifted that cloud enough to give me clarity that I wanted and needed to make changes in my life. Um, when I was 25 and I was in this moment, I realized that I, I just hated who, who I was. Um, I hated as maybe too strong of a word. I disliked who I was in a lot of ways. I, um, I guess more specifically on the outside, I liked who I was internally as a person, but I really just didn't like my outside presence. And so after having two kids in two years, none of my normal clothes fit for my early 20s, obviously. Um, my body wasn't the same. Um, and I just felt yuck. Um, and so I decided to li literally change everything on the outside. Like I, like I said, I mentioned I was a tomboy. Um, I went, if it was, if I would normally wear like gray, black, tan, sometimes a few colors, but very minimal, like it was very muted. Um, I went legit the opposite direction. I can remember. So like, if you remember back in the not late nineties, early two thousands, like the show, what not to wear. That was like one of my favorite things to watch. Like even before, like all this, my own personal transformation happened, but I, um, had watched that. And then I re kept rewatching stuff for like guidance on things to pick out for myself, for my body. Um, and like, because I really wasn't big on color, if it was colorful, I picked it out. I didn't always wear a lot of dresses or skirts or patterns or things like that. I picked that up. <clears throat> I was never one into shoes or purses or jewelry. I started doing that. And it just, sometimes they were simple things, but I just, I guess really fairly quickly, I at least kind of picked out some styles or things that I enjoyed. Um, but it was still the total opposite of who I had been and how I had dressed. Um, I got way more adventurous with my hair. I started wearing makeup every day because I wasn't doing that. And it was so just so foreign to me at first. But, but over time, I found the things that really just helped make me feel good about myself. Um, and also this work on the outside gave me so much more confidence in myself to try other things, to be more adventurous, adventurous in other ways. Um, I attended a church and I started working with the youth. I sang in the choir and I did all kinds of, you know, other kids stuff. Um, and again, keep continuing to put myself out there in those ways, just really helped boost my confidence. Um, and kind of my self-care and, and made me feel good. Um, I really do feel like this was the full start of my journey and learning to love myself and take care of myself. Um, there definitely has been a rise and a fall with that over the years, but I always come back to what do I need to do to make myself happy? Um, and so that's kind of, 
my initial, you know, comeback story, I, I think most of us have a comeback story or co- countless. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. I think most of us have countless comeback stories in our life where we feel like we're getting down. Um, we're not who we want to be. And then we just turn it around, you know, and that looks um, a lot of different ways. And so um, I have a few like nugget take like takeaway nuggets from everything that I said. Um, and the, the first one is to don't ever, ever, ever feel guilty for taking care of you. There are so many of us that are um, caregivers for our spouses, for our children, um, other family members. Maybe you work in a field that where you are a caregiver, um, you know, nurses, teachers, things like that. And so when we're put in those roles, we often feel guilty when it comes down to taking care of ourselves. And so if you hear anything, don't feel guilty for taking care of you because someone has to take care of you and you're the one to do it. You, you know best how to take care of yourself. So do it. <laughs> don't feel guilty about it at all. Um, the other thing is don't be afraid to reinvent yourself. Like, just because who you are right now doesn't mean who you have to be. If you don't like the way you dress, if you don't like your hair, if you don't like that you don't wear makeup, but you want to, like, don't be afraid to reinvent yourself. Do not give a fuck what anyone else thinks. This is for you. Love yourself. Um, try everything. How are you going to know what you do and don't like unless you try it? Like, try it all. Try everything. Don't allow fear and shame to stop you from reaching out to others, bringing, bringing things to light. You aren't alone. Too often we think that we're alone in situations and we're not. We're so not. Um, like I said, if you want someone to reach out to, reach out to me. If you don't feel like you have someone, reach out to me, please. Um, and then the other thing is speak up and share your story. It's hard. I would tell you, it is hard to share your truth, your emotions, um, times when you don't feel like your best and you don't want people to know that you ever, you don't feel like your best. Um, and I'm here to tell you, everybody feels that way. And the more we share our stories of um, when we're down and how we come out of it, the more people are like, okay, I can get out of mine then. So speak up and share your story. Um, I just really appreciate y'all listening to this story. Um, I'm so thankful that I did that. Um like, I know that was the first steps to becoming who I am today. And I'm just super thank, proud of myself. Like, you know, sometimes we get to this point in our life. It's like, I don't know how that person, me, me, that person in that situation did what she did. Like, I'm so proud of her 
I'm so amazed at the strength and courage and bravery that she had to do what she did. I would not be who I am without her. So know that we are always growing as, as individuals. And I didn't expect to get emotional on this part right here. Um, but just know that everyone has it in them. You have it in you to make the changes that you want to make in your life. Whew, okay. So now we'll move on to the funnier stuff because my emotions need to check in. Um, <laughs> need to not cry again. Um, okay. So let me, okay. So what am I going to, okay. <laughs> Stop saying okay. Um, one of the things I think I'm going to do, I'm really excited about this, um, is we're going to go to weekly and then I think like once, I don't know if it'll be monthly or every other month is I think I'm going to do like, like a book club kind of episode. And so I'm going to be doing a book, reading a book, taking notes. It's going to be a personal develop bu development book, most likely. Um, but I'm going to read a book, take all kinds of notes, and then come back and give you feedback on it and information. So the book I'm currently reading that I'm going to give notes on, um, I'll try to set in the future when I'm going to release that so that you can be aware or send in your questions. But um, I'll post this on my Instagram as well. But the book is called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia Nagowski. I think that's how you pronounce it. And I first heard of them or this book on um, Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us. And it just really, it just hit me. We all reach like some burnout. And so I just really found it fascinating. So I definitely want to talk to you guys about that. Um, so we're going to do that probably in February. We'll have one of those. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So if you're, if you have any interesting topics or things you want me to talk about, please reach out. Um, you can email me at it just slipped out podcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to me and or follow me on Instagram at it just slipped out. And okay, so our joke for the week. Y'all, I was talking to my brother about this. I was trying to come up with a good well, I was looking up jokes for today. And y'all, this one made me laugh so hard. We'll see if Oh my gosh. Why did the sperm cross the road? Because I put on the wrong socks this morning. <laughs> it's so gross, but oh, so hilarious. So freaking hilarious. Okay. You guys have have the best day. Embrace all that weird shit that makes you you. Love ya.